0: Hi, I'm Kate Spina. This is Toward Light, practical Buddhism for the modern world. Each week, I explore ways to apply these timeless teachings to our daily life. Welcome to Episode 3 of the Toward Light podcast. I'm recording this on April 14th, still in the midst of this pandemic still sheltering in place at home. I know some of you are also in that reality and that some of you are essential workers and are working. And I appreciate you so deeply and hope that you are staying safe and healthy. This week, I'm going to talk about Anicca, which is the Pali word for impermanence. Pali is the language that the Buddha spoke. It was the language of the working class at the time, and the Buddha chose to teach in that language because he wanted as many people to access the teachings as possible. Anicca is one of the three marks of existence, or the three characteristics of existence. When we see the truth of Anicca, we are reminded that everything changes. All conditioned phenomena arise and pass away. There is no fixed, set, true, one thing. And Nietzsche is interesting because while it is true, and if we look, well, we do see it, we spend a lot of our lives pretending that impermanence is not happening. We make commitments, we make plans, we create things with the understanding or this idea that they're not going to change. And in this moment of this pandemic, we are really forced to see impermanence. The way that most of us have been living our lives has been changed dramatically. The news, the information that we're getting, the understanding of this disease is changing all the time. We're seeing the impermanent nature of this virus. We're seeing... The impermanent nature of what are the laws governing us or the regulations to keep us safe and to take care of others. We no longer have the luxury of pretending impermanence doesn't exist. This is the goal of insight meditation. When we talk about insight meditation, often called mindfulness or vipassana meditation, the insight that we're looking for in our practice is the truth of impermanence. We're looking for this insight, this understanding that things change, that things are conditioned, that they come together and fall apart. And some of us have been in this exploration for a while, have been curious about this, have been looking intentionally to build our understanding, our insight around impermanence. But many have not. And the fact that we're going through this collective shift right now, this worldwide pandemic, which is forcing us to change the way we do things, sometimes quite dramatically, we're all faced with impermanence. And that can affect us in different ways seeing this truth can be liberating. And it can be quite painful or destabilizing at times. If you know Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it's a triangle. And at the bottom, our physiological needs need to be met. And then the next layer is safety needs. And then the next layer up is love and belonging needs. And then esteem needs, and then self-actualization. So in order for us to do this deeper esteem and and self-actualization work, those other layers need to be solid. And right now, there are many whose physiological needs aren't met. There are many whose safety needs aren't met. So it's like the, the foundation is being swept away from us. And so it can be hard to then say, okay, I want to understand impermanence or rest in this truth right now, when really the question is, can I get more food or do I have a safe place to to stay or am I going to get sick? And so why am I talking about this? Why does this feel important? I really want to normalize this experience. This experience of seeing impermanence, this experience of feeling destabilized, of feeling rocked. Even for those of us who've been practicing meditation a long time, I've had to deal with this the internal story of, well, you should be handling this better or you should be more accepting of impermanence or something. That's not useful. What is useful is for me to track and notice the impermanence, to notice when I feel more stable, when I feel less stable, to notice when I feel a lot of fear, notice when I feel less fear, knowing that I can change some of that, but some of that is just the waves of life, of Anicca. There's a quality of groundlessness that I feel like we're all experiencing right now, which Anicca points to, is this idea that if everything's impermanent, we're never on quote unquote steady ground. There's always some level of freedom or some level of uncertainty under everything. I believe it's in one of his books, um, the Dharma teacher Joseph Goldstein talks about this idea of get pushed out of an airplane and you're like, oh no, I have no parachute. And then you look down and you're like, oh yeah, but there's no ground. So if we find ourselves pushed out of a plane with no parachute, but no ground, what are our choices? Can we fight gravity and try and climb back up into the airplane? Or do we need to allow ourselves to be accepting of what is? I was just speaking with somebody and we were talking about this tendency of mind to want to be right or to have answers and especially with something like these 2600 year old teachings my interpretation might be different from your interpretation might be different from that person's interpretation. You know, there are whole different schools of Buddhism. And if I think my interpretation is right, if I try and find some solidity there, that's not going to serve me. But if I can rest in my own understanding While also being open to the fact that there are other understandings, other ways of seeing things. That is a more realistic way to be as we are at home with our families, perhaps, or stuck at work with certain coworkers or whatever your situation is. You may notice the tendency of mind to want to fix on things, of doing things a certain way as the right way. And it's because this impermanence, this groundlessness feels so strong right now. So the way that our mind deals with that is to try and create some kind of solidity, some kind of solid foundation. So when possible, be gentle with yourself while also knowing that there is no one way, there is no ground. When we rest in this level of groundlessness, of impermanence, we do get clearer about that moment-by-moment awareness and our internal moment-by-moment, present moment, clear, clear direction. So this morning I had a few different tasks on my to-do list. And by just taking a few breaths, feeling my body, I was able to then choose what was the next appropriate thing to do. So there's there is this inner, innate wisdom that we all carry with us. But so often, our desire to have a ground, to have a solid foundation, gets in the way of that. It's like we're trying to shore up a house that's falling down and so we're constantly trying to create ideas or things or do things to make that solidity feel better. But when we stop doing that, when we stop getting caught in this rut of doing, fixing, creating, and instead simply rest in whatever is happening in the moment, we can often find a lot of clarity. There's a quote, a longer quote that I love about this idea of impermanence, this Mm -hmm. insight into impermanence and how we rest into groundlessness. It's from the Buddhist scholar Stephen Batchelor from his book Confessions of a Buddhist Atheist. The groundless ground is not the absence of support. It supports you in a different way. Whereas a place can tie you down and close you off, this ground lets you go and opens you up. It does not stand still for a moment. To be supported by it, you have to be with it in a different way. Instead of standing firmly on your feet and holding on tight with both hands in order to feel secure in your place, here you have to dart across its liquid surface like a long-legged fly. Swim with its current like a fast-moving fish. I love this line. This ground lets you go and opens you up. What are some times you've felt that? What are some times when you have kind of unclenched your hands, open your fists, surrendered, let go, and felt supported? For many of us, there are certain things that we do, skills that we have, where when we get absorbed in them, we can feel this whether it's playing a sport or creating art or playing music. Sometimes when we let go, for me, so often it's dancing. When I let go and follow my body, I feel so supported. When I let the music come in and let my body move how it needs to move, I do feel opened up in a way. Or feel the opposite. Sometimes, um, you know, he starts by saying, uh, whereas a place can tie you down and close you off. So maybe that's where we can start to understand impermanence is by seeing how we do let ourselves shut that off, or how we get tied down, bogged down. I've gotten caught up in some shoulds recently around my other work. And how to be best of service in this time in a way that still works for me and my system. And my shoulds or my identities, those are the things that I see really tie me down, close me off. But when I accept that my identity is an ever-changing thing, when I accept the reality of impermanence, when I accept that there is no one fixed way things are going to be, then I can be open and make the next wise decision based on the information in the moment. I also, in this quote by Stephen Batchelor, I want to point to the imagery of darting across its surface like a long-legged fly or swim with its current like a fast-moving fish. And you can see that when a fish is moving with the current, they're using the current to help them move forward. And sometimes they rest and allow the current to move them forward and then they choose to move themselves forward with the help of the current. Or these flies darting over the water, just barely skimming the surface. When we're cultivating understandings of these teachings like the teaching of impermanence and this feeling of groundlessness. Sometimes similes or imagery can be really useful for us. I know they are for me. If I think about a fish swimming with the current, I can think about what it feels like when I am doing that or when I'm stuck or trying to fight against. So if that resonates with you, it might be useful to come up with other imagery for yourself. What does groundlessness look like, feel like? What are experiences in your life where you've been able to really taste it? Or when have you really fought against it? Getting curious about impermanence. I have a poem to read from the poet, M. Clare. This poem is entitled, What is it that you were given? What is it that you were given? I mean, from the loss, after what was taken. That very thing you could never live without, the person or place, the secret or circumstance. Now that it is gone, or has been found out, and you can no longer call it foundation. What is it that you were given? You know, and I know this, there is a hollowing out. Something comes and opens you up right down the middle, and from that moment on, you are no longer immune to the world. You wake, you wander, every familiar now a foreign. You walk as through water until you make it back to your bed, and finally, even there, your sheets, your own pillows scent different, as if daily someone repaints your room, displaces something, disturbs a cherished memento. You see, sometimes we are emptied, We are emptied because life wants us to know so much more light. As you reflect on this idea of impermanence, this idea of losing something that felt foundational, what possibilities can you open up to? What can you allow yourself to experience if what you thought was true isn't so true? Or if what you rested on is not as stable as you thought? So as you practice meditation, as you move through your days, connect with this truth of Anicca, this truth of impermanence. Get to know it. Get to see how it permeates every aspect of life. Get to see how your resistance to it makes it more difficult, makes life more difficult, and how your acceptance of it may make things even just a little bit easier. I wish you a peaceful and healthy week. Thank you so much for listening. The links are in our show notes. You can find me on Instagram at towardlight108 and the website is towardlight.net. If you have any questions or feedback, I'd love to hear from you. Be well.